Hey folks, and welcome to Drinking Alone with Friends, a podcast where three friends drink alone together. My name's Chris. What up? It's Todd. And I'm Obert. Uh, happy St. Patrick's Day Eve, folks. Oh, yes. <laughs> Hope you're all ready. Uh, I thought you were. I thought we were going to go with the uh, ever more celebrated happy three days before Chris's birthday, but, you mm. know. Happy Chris's birthday, EVB. <laughs> <laughs> How do you say happy th- St. Patrick's Day in Ir- Irish? Uh... Uh, Aaron Gobra, I think. Aaron um, Gobra? Go yeah, Aaron Bra? Yep, that's exactly what it means. <laughs> Happy day after the Ides of March, you know, all that stuff. It's where we've sprung forward an hour for the final time ever. Yeah, this is it. We're never going back. This is it. This is it. <laughs> Only that forward. hour of your life, you're never getting back like you do every other year. Right. I heard that we're never we're never doing it again. I, I now, You know, I heard this too. Is this official? I, they passed it like two years ago, so I, I think so. Imagine instead of going back, we just keep going forward. <laughs> <laughs> 15 years from now, yeah, it's 3 a.m. We're eating lunch. Who knows? <laughs> I figured Obert would be more of the expert on this, but he appears just as shocked as Chris, so maybe I, I'm wrong. I don't know. I haven't flipped my calendar to October yet. I'm curious what it says. Oh, yeah. That'll be interesting. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did it just take a couple of years for the calendar, the calendars to get it right? Maybe. No. Well, I think they pa- – didn't they pass it in like the – like? They, they did. Pa- they passed the law, but then I heard that it maybe they unpassed it somehow. Listen, listen. I don't want to get political, but can the can the freaking government get one thing right and just let us have this? I want this. I don't ask you want for to get, make every year one hour shorter to make Ted happy. I just don't want to go to. I just don't want to wake up in the dark anymore in the winter. Yeah, what if, I don't want to leave if, in the dark. What if instead they 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 let us have the other one? The, you know, the one that no one likes. <laughs> it's just dark all the time. We fall back. Yeah, daylight saving time revoked. I would be, it would not shock me. You know what? It's, I would just, I would expect that from the government. Split the difference. Only 30 minutes now. 30 minutes. Yeah. yeah. But but you get 30 minutes four times a year. <laughs> <laughs> Every quarter. We found, this is the barreled souls approach to, daylight saving, to fixing daylight saving time. Except for, except for I, don't, I don't know a single person who likes to fall back. No, nobody likes fall back. Um, more sleep. Somebody must. Right? More sleep. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but you lose the sleep in the spring. Yeah, I know. But you see that now you're focusing on the... the that. <laughs> in, to me, the spring is worse. I'm like, oh, man, I only get three hours of sleep instead of four. The, the spring is worse for everybody. To, uh, you know, historically, people, uh, the day, daylight savings day is, is historically the, the day with the highest amount of heart attacks, like in the hospitals. I don't know why that is. It's probably because you get an hour less of sleep, but it is like the day that is the day statistically with the highest number of heart attacks in the U.S. Huh? I figured it would be the other one because it's 25 hours. Just statistically, it just has more time to. (laughs) I wonder, you know, so I think we're the only place in the world that does this. I think the other countries are like, you guys are nuts. There are some states within the country that don't do it. Arizona is like Mm. living that life Living that life. Idaho doesn't do it. Well, parts of Arizona. Like, I think, like, the Navajo reservation does do it. So, like, I don't know. <laughs> it's, a, it's a confusing place out there. But, um, listeners, I hope that you're enjoying your life an hour ahead, maybe for the last time. I'm, listen, I'm hopeful. If I'm wrong, somebody write in and, and correct us. But I'm pretty sure we'll, it's not we'll happening. We'll figure it out by October. <laughs> we'll know. Yeah, but I want to know now. Because if not, if it's, if I, I want to I be happy. Come the twelfth. I think I think I owe it to our listeners to Google this. So is daylight savings time ending? Cancelled. Uh Google didn't help me with the immediate <laughs> first thing. So You hit I'm feeling lucky, right? <laughs> yeah, I did. I'm not lucky, unfortunately. Um They still have that this, button? Uh, it's it's hard to get, I think. But uh You have to be a Google Plus subscriber. Oh, well, I guess I won't have that button anymore. March 6th update. March 6th, 2023 update. Oh. Multiple states. So this is as of Monday when we're recording this, uh, you know, the day we're recording this. Multiple states' individual legislation to move to permanent daylight saving time stalled out when legislatures turned over. So seems like it's not going to be. This is not your year, Ted, but maybe next year. Thanks, Obama. (sighs) Yeah. All right. I'm quitting. (laughs) 
I'm go. I'm never. I'm never falling back again. I'm just letting you know. Anybody who wants to, deal you're going to be me, like Kramer in that episode of, the, yes. of the Seinfeld, who's just on its own time zone. Yep. Anybody who wants to deal with me from now on, come October, I'm going full Kramer. Okay. Um, but yeah, maybe who knows? By the time our listeners, by the time that it's St. Patrick's Day Eve, they might have passed laws that haven't happened way back in the past. So. <laughs> um. We, I'm sure we've talked about this probably three or four times already, but do you guys celebrate St. Patrick's Day at all? Do you have plans to celebrate it this year? I mean, we usually make a corned beef or do something. You know, it's like a Friday that. this year, so that's something. I mean, I know that I'm going to a party at Alvarium on Saturday. That's their, uh, It's their St. Patrick's Day party. So you are celebrating. Kind of, yeah, I guess. I mean, they invited me to a party. They invited me to come eat food, and, and I get free beer because I bought a $10 ticket, so... Interesting definition of free. I get unlimited, I get unlimited beer pours because I bought okay. a $10 ticket. There you go. Um, that's cool. Yeah, I have a case of Guinness I've slowly been working through. I do enjoy some Guinness this time of year. It's just like, it's really my spring seasonal beer. I'm not going to lie. Like, this is my, my end of winter beverage. It's like coming out of stout season. Nope. If the groundhog doesn't it's see shadow, season. I start drinking Guinness, which is just a lighter stout. So, speaking of stout season, I have another controversy to discuss, and this fits in perfectly with this. I know usually okay. we'll, we'll talk about issues after we're done reviewing beers, but... This year, you're more angry than thirsty. Well, today, it depends on how would you... Would you like to hold off until after the reviews, or you want me to do it now? Go for it. Okay. So, there's this this guy, hashtag always stout season. It's always stout season is, is a catchphrase and marketing gimmick i guess for lack of a better word of that a, you invented right no of a guy in connecticut whose name is tom m uh that's what he goes by that's what everybody knows him as apparently his name is too hard for pe- normal people to pronounce so he just does tom m it'd be like you know chris going by chris a because people can't pronounce his last name so tom m historically raises thousands tens of thousands of dollars to donate to charity and by doing beer raffles so people um People donate twenty dollars to buy five t- five raffle tickets. He raffles off beer, you know, stouts and uh, different hard to get stouts a couple times a year, and he donates all the money to different charities. Um, usually, there's always something towards Smilo Cancer Hospital at Yale. Plus, he always picks another charity, and it, it's just a really good way that he found a way to give back to Conne- the Connecticut community as a whole um, through the beer community, which is great. Um, he spent, you know, tons of his own money. He's also, you know, I'm sure he's gotten beers given to him by breweries and stuff to, to do this stuff with, but he has raised a significant amount of money. Most recently, like two weeks ago. Well, um, there's this massive Connecticut beer drinkers Facebook group, uh, called CT beer drinkers. I think that's, hang on. Let me, let me verify the name of the CT beer drinkers. Okay. And it is run by Mr. CT beer, AKA Kevin. So Kevin recently purchased somehow this Facebook group and um, brought in like a social media manager and you know a couple other admins and basically kicked all the the original people who founded the Facebook group out of out of moderated moderator positions and is requiring people to to submit their posts and they have to be reviewed before they're posted and basically has ruined this entire you know community of Connecticut craft beer drinkers. Well, Tom, the, and by the way, the, the Facebook group is massive. It's like 15,000 people. So Tom spoke up and said, hey, you know, why did you do this? And also, why are some of the mods not from Connecticut? Because they're posting beer from out of, from other states, like West Virginia, and saying, hey, you know, it, he's like, this is a Connecticut beer drinkers group. Like, why are we posting? It'd be like Chris posting, oh, hey, you know, cheers, here's burial. Or, but doing it consistently. And the person from West Virginia, she posted a, a beer from like a steakhouse and it was like a Modelo. So she doesn't understand the whole idea of the the facebook group as the as a moderator so he questioned it and then got banned from the facebook group so this this happened on saturday so there was a massive backlash where all of the really active connecticut beer drinkers have left ct beer drinkers and started up their own (laughs) facebook group called beer drinkers of ct and if there's one thing i know about you todd is that you are an active beer drinker i am an active beer drinker so this this guy kevin um, who has apparently who has named himself Mr. CT Beer, name unearned. Um, he owns you know he he's trying to monetize Connecticut beer 
in the wrong way by banning the Facebook page. But the face well, he also owns like beerfests.com and the other like the Connecticut beer trail he bought and he's basically trying to take over the Connecticut beer scene and banning, you know, probably our the most active charitable member uh beer drinker in Connecticut. Tom M. Tom M. And then he's also kicked out uh brewers from the Facebook group. So like anybody who owns a brewery basically has been removed from the Facebook group. Um it's very strange. So there's this uprising. So what I'm saying is that everybody who is part of Connecticut Beer Drinkers Group should join Beer Drinkers of Connecticut and basically fuck Kevin, which is eerily similar to a, a, a you know enemy of the pod, Blevin. So also, this is just an insert to fuck Blevin as well. Just because their names are similar. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Makes well, sense. Um, all right. So this is the current Connecticut beer controversy. You want? Should we put a link in the show notes to Beer Drinkers of CT? Sure. Facebook page? Of course. We could do that. Then go go there if you are um, post post a nice picture of a Modelo from a steakhouse in You can Oregon. post whatever you want as long as we, it's an open so like there's no like there's no like having to review posts and anything like that. It's it's back to what Connecticut beer drinkers used to be before it was monetized and bought and people were kicked out. It, very strange. Very weird way of doing business to alienate your customers. Yeah. It it sounds like yeah, I mean, it's weird because it sounds like it's not really a Facebook group. It's like, a, make it sound more like a company or like a different social media site well, altogether. It is now. And, you know, Mr. I can't even call him Mr. CT Bear because it's just so dumb. Um, Kevin and his rich, pompous assholeness that lives in fucking Greenwich. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Okay, well, there we go. Maybe, he's a, our, maybe he's a listener. Uh, or, or grinds our gears. That's okay. It's fine. Segment. I don't care if he's a listener or not. In fact, Kevin, if you're listening, who Mr. CT Beer, stop listening. I don't want you to be part of this anymore. What if he's a What if he's a patron? Don't give a shit. Um, I feel like slowly but surely, Connecticut is amassing like a every villain is lemons kind of s- style group. Um, you know, you have CT Beer, Tom guy, not Tom, CT Beer, Mr. CT Beer. That's it. And then you also have. Uh, the owner of that brewery that everybody hates now. Um, oh yeah, and- that's another thing. During that whole like sexual harassment thing, yeah, Kevin said because apparently he owns the Facebook group. I don't. He said that you could not make any disparaging remarks about anybody in the state from from like the brewery perspective. So anybody who was like trying to me too, he was deleting those posts. See, there you go. Basically and protecting sexual harassment too. people, sexual harassers. More. Yeah. So go on Facebook, follow our page. We have a page, right? Drinking alone with friends. We do have a page. Yeah, go go follow there instead. <laughs> yep, and you can join Beer Drinkers of Connecticut as well. The um, new premier drinking page for Connecticut beer drinkers. Exactly. <laughs> drinking alone with friends. The <laughs> the group is already up to like like a thousand people. Like so, like it's slow. It's slowly happening, but it's only been up for three days at the time of this recording. So we're mm. they're getting there. Well, I need to earn my keep. In this new CT beer drinkers group, and uh, since I took a month off, I'm afraid I'm going to get uh, kicked out. So <laughs> I'm going to get I'm going to get shadow banned. So I think I'm going to kick it off this week. Uh, with, All right, with, go uh, ahead with my first beer on the podcast in a month. It's been forever, um, and uh, I'm actually pretty excited about this one. I took it out a little bit ago. I I bought this I feel like forever ago, and um, I loved it because of the name. And uh, it just sounds delicious. So I have from uh, Magnify Brewing, which is made in New Jersey. Um, if you give a moose a banana nut muffin stout. So um, I think I've heard of Magnify. Maybe. I don't know. I, I had not. I think I saw this at, I think I got this at Total Wine last time I went, which has been a while now. <laughs> so I've been holding on to it for a little while. Um, but I like it, obviously, if you if you have been a child before you've probably heard the if you give a moose a muffin book or you've read the uh, if you give a moose a muffin book so um playing off of that but this is the banana nut muffin stout um is it the same if you give the moose a cookie book yeah, it's a mouse i think a mouse a cookie oh uh, okay if you give yeah that's the that that's the smaller version of the book um no i don't know but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I knew Anyways, there was one about a cookie. There's a book about giving animals food, okay? <laughs> I think there's at least two we're learning. Yeah. Um, but uh, this is brewed with banana, uh, lactose, pecan, cinnamon, and vanilla. So 
Any muffin? Uh, no, surprisingly not. No muffin on the ingredients. <laughs> no muffin. How can you listed... give a moose a muffin in a stout if you don't put a muffin in the stout? Uh, magnify. These are the questions that the CT Beer Alliance of Drinkers is doing. <laughs> yeah, the hard-hitting investigation. It's true over there. Ooh, smells good. Smells good. Ooh, does smell good. Okay. Um, get this pour going. Uh, you know, I I missed beer when I was. Ooh, very, very fizzy. A lot of fizzes. A lot of uh, carbonation on this. I don't think you're sober Febtober. You you uh, were pining for beer. Um, I mean, like, I definitely was like, oh, I'm I'm I miss it. You know, I we're so ingrained in um what beer is and uh, all that stuff. I don't know, just just a part of me. Miss it probably for the worse. Um, <laughs> but there it is. It fizzed all of the head away. All the head's gone. It's all gone. It lo- yeah, it looked like a very effervescent head it looks like a coca-cola now it does mm-hmm. it looks exactly like maybe a, a, a semi-flat coke <laughs> um i'm not gonna lie it smelt i got more smells in the can than i am getting it off the glass right now and most of what i smell is the cinnamon and the vanilla so i get some sweetness and some of that c- cinnamon um flavor um dark as night one billion srm so i mean i'll do it for the sake of <laughs> for the you sake of the it. podcast because who knows uh you are not seeing anything. Ooh, there's a lot of floaties in this. Oh, no. That made it... You guys will not be able to see this, obviously, but there's so much sediment in this. All the banana and the nut is floating around in there oh just having a party. God. See, aren't you glad that we had to do this? Now you know what's the way you're about to drink. I feel like I need I feel like <laughs> I need to send you guys... Try and send you guys as good a picture as I can take with a flash on my phone. Hold on. Let's see how... Let's see if this works at all. Um, that actually worked better than I thought it was going to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dropping it in the Discord. Okay, gotta see all these floaties. It's got to be a lot if you're if it that's oh wow. <laughs> I wasn't, that is a lot. I wasn't lying. Whoa. There, there was a lot of floaties. It looks like you have glitter yeah. in your beer. Yeah, and I I would have never seen it had we not <laughs> tested for Tyrannosaurus Rex. You hear that, folks? That's why we do it? That's why we do it? <laughs> all right. Um. So here we go. I'm not afraid. I, I ain't afraid of no floats. Um. So I'm gonna go ahead and uh, give this thing a try. All right. Okay. All right, there it is. It took me a while. Um, so it's it's pretty good. Um, definitely very, very strong uh, vanilla and very strong on the cinnamon. Um, almost to the point where the banana is very hard to pick up. It's like light notes of banana underneath pecans. Is it too cold? No. So that's one thing that that's good. Good question, uh, Todd. I took it out uh, b- way before we started recording, and then. So it's it's actually like good good drinking temps right now. So, um, but it's very strong on the vanilla. Get hit with that pretty hard. Get hit with the cinnamon. The banana is definitely underlying flavors, which I thought it would be more prominent. So that's a little bit a little bit of a downside on it. But um, let me see. But banana bread, banana muffins aren't typically like very banana flavored. You know. That's very true. That's very true. And actually, that the last sip I just took. A little bit more banana it might be one of those building things. Like the more you drink, the mm. the more you. Well, uh, did you tr- and I, I don't see a spoon, but did you try mixing the floaties? To no. See if the floaties taste like banana. I did not. I did not try mixing the floaties. I didn't. Well, it sounds like they're already kind of suspended in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, Can so you spoon some out and like taste the floaties. <laughs> I'm afraid it's like curdled lactose. <laughs> No, it's as we know, it's protein. If you see floaties in your beer, it's usually I'm, protein. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not super worried about it. Um, so last couple sips, I have gotten a little bit more of the banana, so it's coming through okay. Um, very flavorful, like very, very big flavor. Um, and you know, relatively smooth. I was a little worried because it car, it carb, carbonized so very much at the beginning, and then went immediately still. So I was like, I have no idea where this is gonna go, but relatively smooth. Um, a little bit of a bite on the back end of it, but, um, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, I don't know what I was expecting. I, d- I get no pecans. So for all you pecan lovers out there, sorry. Um, maybe those are the little floaties. Maybe they're chunks of like pecans. But yeah, it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Not my, um, it's probably not my favorite. Um, like, you know, lactose, lactose, big stout like this, but it's solid. It's a solid beer. It's a solid, it's a solid three, seven, five. You know, it's good, but I can't imagine it would have been better if I had it closer to the can date, 
which was in December, so it's not even that. It's not even really that old. Yeah, for a stout, that's yeah. It's like brand new. Basically, canned yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you had to guess out of five hundred and twenty-seven check-ins, what do you think the world thinks of this beer? Hmm. This is tough because I don't know much about Magnify Brewing. Um, I can't say I've had a ton of beers from New Jersey in general. I feel like that's just a state I don't have a ton of. Um, wait, is Trogues? Trogues is New Jersey or Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Gotcha. All right, so not that. <laughs> I was trying. To th- I was trying to think of like a brewery I know from from uh, New Jersey. I'm sure there is one. I just can't think of one right now. Um, I don't. Th- think it's gonna break four i don't think it's gonna break four i don't, it, to me it's not that good i it's probably a little higher than what i gave it i'm gonna go i think the name's gotta bump up the writing a little the, bit the too. name is very good the name is very good the name is very good i can see I, then again i can see people liking this it's sweet it, it does have some sweetness factor and people like the sweetness um i'm gonna stick with my gut though i'm gonna say it's a 393 on untapped so if you would have just stuck with your guess, you would have been a hundred percent correct. Oh no, three seven five. Damn. Oh wow. I was. I'm, that's a lot lower. Yeah, that's a lot lower. I mean, I I can't disagree with their ratings. It's exactly <laughs> obviously. Exactly. Yeah, you are a man of the people, but I am the people not in the way of guessing. Yeah. So when we were looking at the uh, at the top breweries, top East Coast breweries, what did we put down for New Jersey? Just skipped it. I don't. I don't. Part remember. of our thing is we had to have a representative from every state, right? So, I don't. I do not remember. Well, I think we said that basically every state made it to the playoffs, so to speak, mm. and we might have had not everyone represented on our top twenty-five. But anyway, uh, conti- continuing with, I guess, concluding our New Jersey discussion. Sounds like this beer was just a solid three seven five, which is pretty okay for New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's actually doing really well for by New Jersey standards. In conclusion. Yeah. It's got to be the water. <laughs> All right. Listen, every time you drive into the state, it smells like garbage. Can't say much about that water. Right. Oh, it's, it's bringing all their beers down to 375s. Brew with what you got, you know? That's all you can do sometimes. You can you can buy bottled water in New Jersey. Just an FYI. You can buy, you can buy Poland Springs. Uh, then it would be technically a main beer, I think. <laughs> well, Todd... I, what do you got for us this week? Yeah, so um, so this week I have a stout to drink um, by Barreled Souls, Ooh. but in collaboration with Southern Grist. Ooh, I'm jealous. Immediate so jealousy. I th- so I thought back to our controversy of the last episode where I kind of explained the Barreled Souls um, you know, waxing problem. And I brought a beer. This beer does not have a wax, but I, I wanted to at least, if I'm going to shit talk the brewery, I might as well at least drink one of their beers. Um, so this is called Tame the Wild Cosmos. It was uh, bottled on September 26th, uh, 2022, so Obert's birthday. Oh, yep. Comes in at a 3.7% ABV, and it is an imperial stout with salted caramel, cashews, cheesecake, and cacao nibs. Wait. Whoa. Did you say 3.7? 13.7. That makes a lot more sense. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that does not seem incorrect. Um, but yeah, so it, I mean, it's come, it comes in the standard Barrel Souls bottle. Uh, like I said, unwaxed. So I'm not offended by any sin- any sniffs for all you wax haters out there, even though I was never offended by the sniff to begin with. Um, happy birthday to Obert when I Thanks. drink this beer. Yeah, maybe uh, I'll just mentally enjoy it with you. Just through, through the Wi-Fi connection, I'll be able to taste the beer. Can I mentally Maybe enjoy you your birthday it good beer enough. too? I think so. I don't think it's. I don't think you have as strong a connection because it wasn't brewed on oh, your birthday. Damn it! But you could try. I really wanted to try. Make it a little harder. Yeah. I mean, technically, it wasn't brewed on your birthday either. It was bottled on your birthday. Well, there's one date on the bottle that it's my <laughs> birthday. So maybe it was brewed on my birthday. Maybe. <laughs> and maybe the cheesecake went in on my birthday. There you go. There we go. So, um. You know, in, in true Barrel Souls fashion, very similar to the Magnify beer, by the way. Uh, the head quickly dissipated and kind of leaving it look like a flat Coke. Um, I'm really happy with this mug because it holds a whole Barrel Souls beer without having to leave some in the glass. Yeah, that's got to be, what, like a 30-ounce mug? Uh, so this the bottle's uh, 1.9 ounces. Oh, okay. 
So it's just a regular big big old mug. Yeah, it's just a big old mug. Has the twelve percent symbol on it. I got it at their Oktoberfest this year. Um, the light test, you get no light through it, and I don't see any floaties. Well, there you go. It looks like chocolate milk. Like that's the way I can describe it. Is it's when you, when it has light on it, it looks very much like a like a dark chocolate milk. Okay. Yeah, it looks like chocolate milk, but they forgot the milk. No, no, this looks. I don't know. Here, I guess we got to send the picture. It looks up. like it looks not milky at all. No, oh, no, it's the webcam. It looks yeah, like it, a billion SRM. Um, yeah. Nope. Just got it. Okay. Yeah, I could see it. If YooHoo made like a ninety percent dark chocolate version. Yeah, it's like YooHoo yeah. colored. There you go. Um, very milky. It's got to be from the cheesecake. But you know, enough talking about it. Time to drink it. Ooh, this is a thick boy. This tastes like I'm like the thickness tastes like chocolate milk. Like it's very thick. Um, you know, I think that's the the role the cheesecake is playing here. Uh, surprisingly, you know, you don't taste a lot of the cheesecake, which you know, I guess it, I, they're probably not using New York style cheesecake. They're probably using Maine style cheesecake or Tennessee style cheesecake. So maybe it's just not I as forward. Never heard of Maine cheesecake. Before. Me neither. That's why I'm assuming. Oh, oh, I got you. <laughs> Um, a lot, you get a lot of the cacao, like the dark chocolate flavor on this, um, which I think the cashews blend very well with. And then the salted caramel, it is a little salty, but I don't taste any caramel. Um, the cacao is really the overpowering flavor here with kind of the, the saltiness kind of being a close second. How about that 13%? How's that coming through? Standard barrel souls style. I don't really taste the, the high ABV. Um, you know, it's, it's hidden by the sweetness of the beer which is standard for them. So, you know, while it's, you know, the, as we know, a good indication of being a high ABV beer is the more sweetness you have, the, high, the higher ABV it probably is. And this is this is pretty sweet. I will say that the salted caramel and the cashews kind of do a, a, enough to, like, numb the sweetness a little bit on the for, like, the aftertaste. Um, I'm not overall a fan, like, usually a fan of cashews in beer. Just seems, it just it's not my favorite nut inside of a beer, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, I got gotcha. you. I can't say it's one I see very often either. Like, right? I'm, I'm, yeah, that's my comment too. Yeah, I'm a and I'm a big fan of cashew, like alone. Like, probably oh yeah, my, I like a, I like the nut. Yeah, probably my favorite nut. It's a good one. I think I'm up there. I'm, I, it's fair to say it's my favorite nut too. Wow, just nutty um, about cashews. <laughs> but I wouldn't I wouldn't say that it's my favorite within a beer. Uh, I I really like peanuts in beers. I, I just feel like the peanut flavor or the peanut butter flavor is good in beer cashews yeah but this is this is probably the best cashew beer i've had if you want to qualify it by nuts okay uh, <laughs> um overall really really good uh exactly what you expect from barreled souls um no no burning flavor from the alcohol at all i should point out this is bottle 120 out of 1440 so going back to obert's point um because they they number their bottles they easily could do half of the batch with wax and half of the batch without wax, but yep. um, this one they didn't. It, it, this one wasn't barrel aged, so it, it didn't get any wax at all. So they don't they don't wax their non barrel aged beers. Got it. Um, really really good beer. I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna give it a four two five. A uh, very good. Lots of cacao flavor. Uh, two great breweries coming together to make a, a really cool beer. I think. Personally, the the beer that they did in 2021 with Southern Grist was better. Uh, that one was the uh, the um, Cinnamon Toast Crunch beer, mm. which I think I drank on the podcast as well, and that was incredible. I think I gave that one a four seven five. This one this one's good, but it's not that good. So maybe uh, if I was giving Southern Grist and Barreled Souls some some insight, and if they wanted to listen, I would say stick to cereal flavored stouts. Got you. Now, is four two five pretty typical for Barreled Souls for your rating? Yeah, I would say that that's probably what you give them most standard often. rating for them. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel from you. Yeah, that sounds. I think from most people, but yeah, from me in particular. Yeah, that's good. The occasional four and a half, occasional four point but you're usually in that four and a quarter range. Yeah, when it comes to their stouts, I should point out that I'm not a big fan of their IPAs. Now, as a society member, do you get their IPAs much or no? Unless I'm like. When I'm in the, the tap room, I can get them, or I can buy cans, and I get discounts and all that, but we never buy them. You can't buy them on, like, through through the, the society membership. Okay. Yeah, because it's, it's specifically a stout membership, right? It is specifically a stout yeah. membership. And on top of that, it's a stout bottle membership. Oh. So if they can it, you don't get it. Now, very rarely do they can stouts, so 
I usually get most of their stouts, but they can they can all their IPAs, they can all their sours. Uh, my wife is a big fan of their sours. Um, she really likes the way they do their sours. I think they, they tend to be a little sweet, um, like really sweet. Where I, you know, after drinking three or four taproom stouts. I don't want to turn around and drink a really sour pastry sour. It's just not. It just doesn't blend very well. If it was like a more like an OEC dry sour, I would. De- I could get down with that. Very good. You want me to pull it up? Let's see. Yeah. Okay. I have it here on Untapped. Tame the Wild Cosmos 2022 version. Uh, collaboration between Barreled Souls and Southern Grist. 215 check-ins. That's pretty low. It's low. Pretty low. But you saw you only bought 120. So true. Um. It's going to be pretty high because everything Barreled Souls is high. Um, I think the average of Barreled Souls is like a 4.15. Like like the brewery is well thought of. Yeah. So I'm going to assume this is this is you know, a better than average beer by them. I'm going to go 1 point or 4. Point, 1 point. One. Yep. Locked in. Lock it in. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say 4.31. Okay. It's a little lower than that. Ooh. With a 4.17. Ooh. Oh, damn. Still impressive rating. Um, oh, did we tie? No. No. Yeah. Uh, no, we didn't. <sighs> no. Yeah. What did was, Ted was off? You said 3.1, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So he's 0.14. Yep. My math is correct. Yep. Yeah. All right. On the board. Damn it. I'm surprised it's so low. Can you read me what some of the, if there's any comments or do people just think yeah. it was okay? Barrel Souls is bringing down Southern Grist. Well, I did want to say I, I didn't want to influence you when you um, were talking about Barrel Souls, but if you click on the brewery, their average is a 4.07. Okay. So a little bit lower I'll know than... that for next time. Yeah, just to kind of feel where they're, where they're at, right? And I think um, it seems like from what I can tell that their, their bottled stouts are on the higher end of their list. And it's what buoys they're rating some, for sure. Yeah, yeah, you can kind of see that as you go through. But, um, you know, a lot of the comments, similar to what you said, aggressive chocolatey, nutty finish, chocolate liqueur, uh, mocha. Ooh, I do get the chocolate liqueur. That's a good, that person, good good feedback. Good uh, good tasting Yeah, good descriptive. I got to add that to my, my tasting note sheet. This person <laughs> who gave it a three and a half said, um, lots of flavors that needs to be tamed. Ha, ha, ha. A uh, confusing mix of booze, chocolate, sweetness, and salted caramel. So I don't know what's confusing about that mix. Sounds pretty good to me. I know. So. I was going to say. That sounds sounds like they did not swish it in their mouth when they were drinking it. Right. Um, yeah. I don't know. Just people got thoughts. Well, um, another good beer by them, in my opinion. Um, yeah. Another good reason to keep that Bottle Society membership going, right? Yeah. And they've, you know, they're, I don't think I've ever had a standard stout by them, just like they brewed a stout, they shoved it in a barrel, and they left it there. But those stouts are incredible. Um, I don't know how they capture the flavor of bourbon so well in their, their normal stouts with no adjuncts in it, but that's... I, I don't know how they do it. That's It's impressive. I You have to award them or applaud them. And I have to say, because I, I complain about it a lot, not a lot of the uh, the Barreled Souls fizz on this one. Like the, the I was wondering about that. It ooh. looked like it. It looked like the Pringles were in it. Yeah, it yeah. didn't have a lot of the Pringles. So, you know, this is a later 2022, so maybe they kind of adjusted their, their CO2 readouts, because I know that was a, a, a feedback from a lot of people was, they were like, why are your stouts, why are they so bubbly? So bubbly. Right. Huh. So it wasn't just you that was giving them that feedback. Right. Maybe they're dialing it in. Hey. There you that, go. That means they can only get better, which is scary. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think it's time. I'm going to grab my beer, folks. All right. So much for uh, taking that out of the fridge early, huh? You know what? I was going to do it right when you started your review, and I was like, I don't want to interrupt the flow. But um, as you'll see, I don't think it's one that really needs to be that warmed, and I can enjoy it as it warms up. But All right. So I'm, I have a beer from, I think, one of our, as a pod, collective favorite non, uh, non-Connecticut breweries, but probably our favorite Asheville brewery, and that, of course, is Burial. Mm. Um this You're going to get kicked I... out of the Connecticut Beer Drinkers group. Uh, yeah, bam, no, you can post bam. other beers. Just, you know, don't be posting Modelo's from West Virginia. And well, saying, no, what no, are you guys I mean, I, I wouldn't be banned from Beer Drinkers of CT, but Connecticut Beer Drinkers. Oh, yeah. Not. Well, no, they'd yeah. allow it, and they would just, but you wouldn't be allowed to comment on it. Okay. <laughs> you, have to buy, you have to buy stocks in the Facebook page. <laughs> yep. yep. You have to be uh, a partial owner if you want to do anything there. If anybody's 
heard of a uh, Facebook group being sold right in, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it seems very shady, the whole situation. But um, anyway, back to the beer <laughs> here. Um, this is called uh, Fall of the Rebel Angels. And it was a bottle that I purchased when we were there uh, just about a year ago, going on a year ago. Um, Tut's like, uh, time goes fa- fast. Because it was June, and it's right. March. So, so it means we need to plan another trip. It sounds like it. Uh, Dothcon 23 hmm. coming up. Where are we going? Yeah. Let's talk about it after my beer review. <laughs> this is a barrel-aged golden sour ale with Carolina chokeberries. Interesting. Yeah. What's a Carolina um, chokeberry? I was going to ask Chris if, he, if he's had it before. I, I've not heard of them. Let me see. Uh, hold on. Actually, uh, hold on. I'm, I'm digging into my extensive southern knowledge. Of... Well, while, while he's look, while he's reaching back in his brain, I wanted to share the bottle cap because I don't think I've ever seen or talked about Burial's bottle caps before. It's really cool. It's black, all black with silver um, farm implements that also could be used maybe to bury stuff. There's like a scythe and uh, a pitchfork and an axe and stuff. Very on brand for burial. Um, I. I thought that was cool i wish i had taken more care when i opened it because it's been a cool one to say i'm upset that the word that the name of the beer isn't like 47 lines long yeah it's a little short for burial but um it's a good name follow the rebel angels at least you can remember that one unlike you know the 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 paragraphs they usually have where you're like i don't know i have no idea what i'm drinking right now Uh, yeah it's like if chat gpt wrote the name of a beer exactly maybe that's how they did it maybe So I've gotten into my southern roots, and um, uh, chokeberries are also known as, they come off an aronia, which is a deciduous shrub. Um, Chokeberries are a, uh, they're a sour berries, or aronia berries, Uh, can be eaten raw or off the bush, but are more frequently processed. They can be used to make wine, jam, syrup, juice, soft teas, soft spreads, teas, other fun stuff. Maybe even Um, beer. Maybe even maybe even beer, but it, it sounds like they're sour, making your mouth pucker. Um, and there's uh, three different kinds, black, red, and purple chokeberries. So there you hmm. go. And that's from uh, www.south.us. <laughs> <laughs> South, um, south.confederate.com. <laughs> South.csa. Yeah. Um, I, I went ahead and poured it while you were digging deep in your south brain. And um, there's no way. I don't need a flashlight. I could do this podcast and stare at you through the glass. Gotta shine the light. That's how see-through it is. Um, I'll do it if you want, Ted, but it's not gonna... It's... it's, How would you describe this? It's like Hawaiian punch would be harder to see through than this just like pale pink liquid. But it definitely has that distinctive sour pucker that I think I've had other... It kind of reminds me of a Funkatorium smelling beer uh it's just like you get that almost vinegar on the nose where it's just like you can feel it in your cheekbones already as soon as i crack the the bottle cap off um yeah i miss the funkatorium too i don't Mm. miss the heartburn i get from the beers but oh yeah or drinking it the next day after already being uh hungover and yeah yeah. oh man that was terrible (laughs) i didn't mention this is eight percent abv but okay not too bad yeah so I'm I'm drinking this thinking it imagining it's a fungatorium beer, but I'm gonna just uh dive right in. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Yeah. If you um gave me this beer without a label, I would tell you that it came from Wicked Weeds Fungatorium. Oh that's, wow. That's what it tastes like. Um lives up to all the things that I said it smells like. Um very sour, very tart. Tastes like what I imagine the chokeberries must taste like. Just to be clear, it's choke berry, not chode berry. Correct. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, man, what else is there to say about this beer? I mean, if you've had a beer like this, you know what I'm describing. If you haven't, go find one because it's definitely an experience worth having where it's like vinegar, but in a good way. Is it a good way to describe it? Um, very, very sour, but leaves your palate kind of refreshed at the end. It doesn't cling to it being uh, so see-through and stuff. There's not a lot, not a lot of body on it. Not a typical burial beer. Um, one I would add to a flight board if I was there. 
but probably wouldn't want to mix it too much with their heavier stouts or crazy IPAs because it's like so all over the map. But would it be good to break it up? Like if you were like, all right, I just had a, a really nice IPA. Let me drink this sour before I jump into, you know, the Tame the Cosmos version that Burial mm-hmm. Souls would put out. Maybe, but it just seems like it's so far the other direction that your taste buds would just be like, I can't, I can't make this jump. It's just so crazy. It also feels weird drinking this beer on a cold Montana winter day and not a warm North Carolina afternoon out in the sun. Um, but I have to it's kind of reminding you're, me. You're not oppressively hot, though, in Montana. It's true. <laughs> That's true. But this is the kind of beer that almost would be better if there was sweat coming off the glass. You know what I mean? I do. I still really enjoy it. Um, I think it would be more uh, more expected across the street at the Funkatorium. Mm. But um, really good. I think I'm going to say, though, not what I go to Burial for. Still still enjoy it a lot. Still going to get a four and a quarter nice. from me. Okay. Um, but And obviously there's a reason why I have this Burial still and not like any other IPAs. Those, would be, <laughs> those didn't last this long, right? There's a right. reason why the sour is the one I'm having on the podcast today. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I know you you mentioned it, but like, they're 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 sour, they're IPAs, they're stouts out of this world. They're sours, they're fine, they're good. Yeah, they're good. You know, so yeah. And I bought this one, you know, looking at they have whatever in their cooler, maybe ten different bottles to choose from. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this would be a good one to have on the podcast, you know. And it is, but it's you know, it's it's fine. It's a good, right? It's a good sour. But if you're gonna go and bring a sour back from Asheville. This probably wouldn't be the brewery to get it from. Yeah, very fair. Um, so, assuming this is the 2022 version, because this one only has yearly divisions. I don't know if you want to verify. I don't even know. Oh, mm, I just see a little one nine on the inlaid in the glass, which mm. I've never seen a beer dated that way before. Mm. Um, I don't know if they have different labels for different years. Oh, let me let me see. Let me see. What? I wouldn't surprise me though if this was a little bit older than. What is it? What is that? Whale tails? Like I'm trying to. Those are angel wings. Okay. Uh, for the for the rebel angels that have descended into hell. Um, it, they all kind of look the same. I mean, luckily they're all relatively close to one another. So okay, well, yeah, we'll just assume it's the first one that you pulled up there, whatever it was, okay. the twenty twenty. We'll do the we'll do the twenty twenty two if you can find evidence of proof. Um, yeah. So two hundred ninety four check ins for the twenty twenty two. Oh, it's tough because I feel like they have again some of that the the hype from being burial, but this isn't their jam. You know what I mean? I just think it's going to be low for them which I think is still above a four. So I'm leaning in like a 4.09. Very, very, very good guess. Very good guess. Um, 4.02, 4.02. Okay. So you were, you were right there. I was right above a four, but low for them. That's true. Yeah. Like, and every single one is between, like there's five years listed on here and they're between a 4.01 and the highest is a 4.09. So, okay. Well, now that yeah, now that I've got my official guest locked in, I'm gonna see if I can look at the labels and see if <laughs> I can really determine. I did see another one nine on the bottom of the bottle too, but okay. it's inlaid in, in the glass, which I've never seen. Um, That's weird. Yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense that that would be the date. I guess maybe. Well. Yeah. In, it in... is. Oh. No, I thought I was gonna say the label is a twenty. Yeah, they all have the same label. Yeah. Oh, but it says the year above. Oh, it doesn't. Never mind. But as long as you don't have a 2021 bottle, you got it wrong. <laughs> Is your bottle say right. anywhere that's 2021? If it's, a, if it's a 2021, you got it right. It's going to be super anticlimactic at this point. I know, right? No, it is 8%. And these that's how you can tell the difference is the different years had different ABVs. Uh, but twenty one does not have eight percent. It's seven percent. Oh, so. actually, that's a good that's a good point. I didn't even notice that they. I also don't see an eight percent anywhere. So I don't either. Yeah, I see six and a <laughs> half, five, seven. So you so. you have the only bottle in existence. I guess so. Go back even further. Uh, uh, I went back to the twenty eighteen, which seems to be the first one. Oh. So who knows? Not important. No. Um, but okay. Before we go to handles. It is that time of year where we dust off the red, 
carpet, the miles and miles long red carpet. Yeah. Um, this year it's the, the Chiefs that mm-hmm. push it out. <laughs> the Chiefs are taking it out of storage. Um, we have to, you know, pulling it out with a forklift to start unrolling it for the many miles it's going to take to get to the place they have the Mr. Oscars, um, which I don't think we ever ever said for security reasons where, but. Um, I think it's, we, we definitely held it in, I think, Florida once or yeah. California. I um, We're still working. There's a lot of Mr. Oscar lore out there. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, we need a historian of the pod to really, really. I think Mexico City is this spot. year. It seems like a good location. Mexico. Yeah. Yeah, that actually, yeah, the international I could, I could crowd. Me- I could go to Mexico. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, Kansas City to Mexico City seems like two cities connecting each other via red carpet. Mm-hmm. We're, and, we're really connecting brands here. Yeah. Yeah. So um, hopefully when you're listening to this, we will be posting the the voting tickets. What do you, what do you, what do you vote on? Ballots. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> the things you vote on, on Discord. Hanging chats. Um, yeah. We'll be emailing the chads to our patrons for them to vote as well. Uh, or no, we don't email it. We just post it on the Patreon and you can download it, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so we get a vote, the discord gets a vote and the patrons get a vote. So, uh, and our patrons get the same, same weight as us, I think is the, yep. is, is how our voting algorithm works. Yep. Um, so we got a lot of good categories, presumably <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. like best episode, best title, yeah. um, you know, best beer, best brewery. Mm-hmm. These are always, we always have those ones. So it's, it's. You know, I think I hear from a lot of people it's their favorite episode of the year. I've heard from other people it's the hardest episode of the year to edit. So, uh, <laughs> it's but it's fun. It's well worth it to bring it to our fans. Yeah. So please join in the fun by heading over to Discord and Patreon. Uh, and if you're not a patron, it's not too late to sign up and vote. You could just sign up for one month and then cancel. One dollar won't blame you. Makes you holler. <laughs> just to get just to get that vote in. So um, check it out, and then we will be having the results hopefully for you next episode. So mm-hmm. keep stay tuned in that feed. But um, uh, I'm gonna go over to our frosty mug of wisdom. Unless you guys have other other Oscar lore that you need to get out there. Oh. Yeah, we're trying to figure out anything else that I'm angry about. Yeah, what? How else has the world wronged you recently, Todd? <laughs> you know, I haven't really left my house a lot recently, so not a lot in the world has wronged me. Which I appreciate. We had snow. We, had, had, we didn't get to the weather. It's different in different places. Had so snow. Family, um, I, I'm really not a... F- you know what? That's that's a good one. Weather, fuck you. We made it all the way to March with no snow. And then as soon as March rolls around, snow. It's just... I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. That means that the winter... like or The seasons seem to be moving, folks. In case you haven't noticed. Um... Well, yeah, it's because we got the extra hour hour of day now. It's that means that June's going to change daylight saving time to twenty five hour days. June's <laughs> going to be May, and May's going to be April, and August is July, and September is August. I don't like it. Like, I think we should leap forward a month. No, fall back a month just to make sure that the world is on pace. Yeah, I'm ready for March too. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> Chris, Chris gets two birthdays. Two birthdays sounds great. Yeah. Except, okay. Oh, also, yeah. Happy birthday to the March birthdays, Chris. Happy birthday. Thanks. Happy birthday, Thank Kiwi. You. Yeah, Ki- our friend Kiwi just turned an mm. undisclosed age. And happy birthday to all the listeners and patrons whose birthdays are in March. Happy birthday. There's a lot yep. of a lot of March babies out there. Does that mean your Fourth of July babies? Like that's when that's when that's. I think when that's, we that'd were. be when you were conceived. Yeah, I guess so. People just love freedom. <laughs> Just just add that onto the podcast right here. All you March babies, you guys were all conceived on a drunken night always, on the 4th of July. Yeah, we, I don't want to dox Chris, but I did think it was weird that that ever since I knew you that your name was Chris America. But now it makes <laughs> sense. Now I know what the A stands for. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Okay, oh, no. well with that, it's time. Jordan, take it away. Test your handle. Test your handle. Test your handle. Test your handle. Mug of wisdom! 
drink. Mug of wisdom. All right. Thank you, Jordan. As always, um, wreck my podcast. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Go to YouTube. By the way, um, Chris's name, Chris Beardad America, is ABC backwards. It's pretty cool. That is very, very true. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were capitalizing the D in dad to make it like, but the D doesn't fit. No, but it's one word. It's a, yeah. it's a, it's a conjunction. It's a conjunction. No. Compound. Maybe if it was like Compound Daddy Crispier America. Daddy Crispier America. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he does go by Dad in other walks of life, so kind of. Your I name do. is your name Multiple, is ABCD actually. backwards. There we go. Most excellent, Dad Crispier <laughs> America. But speaking of excellent, uh, that's me this week. Man of the people on the board. Uh, Hard earned tally. It was a you know well fought game, but I think big man upstairs. Yada yada. Oh man, Johnson. I live up. I live upstairs from you. Yeah, the uh, my upstairs neighbor is the one who whispers the actual untapped score in my ear to, uh, uh, so I can cheat. He's just that. a very <laughs> large man. He hangs out my attic. I feed him beer. Don't worry about it. Um, Twenty six points. Damn. I have not gotten a tally in a while. Yeah. I'm on a cold streak. I'm very ice cold at the moment. I feel like and Jason's on the board too. So that is true. Yes. Jason very, got a tally mark. Very poorly. His his initials are not blocks. Don't I ran out of time. As we were starting the call, I ran, was like, had to had Adam to the leaderboard. But um, okay. Anyway, it's time. Fill it up. Wisdom wisdom. Take it out of the freezer. Stuff you like, stuff you love, Amazon products, etc. Um, Todd, kick it off for us. Sure. Um, so my handle this week is is going to be you know what? Obert's done pizza making. So I'm going to do bread making. Because recently I've, I've gotten into making bread. Um, sourdough bread in particular. Uh, you know, I tr- okay. I, I got questions about this. I want to I hear what you got, your thoughts and then I got questions. So I tried it during the pandemic and sucked at it. Uh, my yeast died. Couldn't do it. Don't know. Maybe I was just dumber then and I've gotten smarter in three years. But recently I said... Bread's gotten easier, maybe. Maybe. Um, recently I said, you know what? I'm going to try this. So I did. I finally made, uh, some sourdough starter and I baked some sourdough bread and it came out excellent. So what I want to share is how to make sourdough starter. I think that's probably the best handle I can give. Um, you know, we can do further, I can do further handles on how to make the bread later, but I think before you can make sourdough, you have to make the starter. And this but now before you tell me how to make sourdough starter. Yes. Can you just get some sourdough starter from somebody else who already has one? You could. I just wanted to make my own. Um Okay. Hey, you know, more power to you if you know somebody who has some too. I well I got a I got a friend who just started making their own bread. So maybe I'll <laughs> hit them up for some sourdough. I don't starter. think it ships through the mail very easily, but we could try it. <laughs> <laughs> but to make your own sourdough starter, it is insanely stupidly easy, and which is another baffling thing about why me in 2020 couldn't figure it out. You take 100 grams of flour. Personally, from what I read, you want to do a mix of flour with some of it being whole wheat or whole rye. So what I did was I used whole rye. So I used 50 grams of whole rye and 50 grams of all-purpose flour. And then I took 100 grams, weighted grams, of of lukewarm water. Slightly warmer than room temperature. You want it around 80 degrees, 70 degrees. Pour that in, mix it up. Put a cap on it loosely. Do not tighten the cap. Just kind of leave it open to the air. But we have, we have an animal, so I don't want him eating my sourdough starter. So I kind of put a cap softly on top of it. Chris with his 1,800 cats. You know, leave the cap somewhat off. Or kids, that's another thing. You don't want kids sticking their fingers in it. But you want it to be able to breathe. And I think this is where I kind of screwed up in COVID is I had the, the cap on tight. Um, So loosely place a cap or put a cloth over it or some, some type of way to keep stuff out, but also to keep air in and keep air going in and out. Leave it on the counter. And the next day you come back, scoop out most of the starter and throw it away or save it and we'll get into that in a second what you can do with it if you save it but leave about 50 grams of the the mixture in there add another 100 flour add another 100 water mix leave it on the counter and you want to do this for about three to seven days until you'll see the starter grow and it will shrink and grow and it will shrink and then after after it's alive you can then put it in the fridge 
and then you only have to feed it once a week. Um, so during this, so during that time, you, you've collected all this this waste, we'll call it, of of starter. What you can do: heat up a pan, take the starter, make a pancake out of it. Tastes like a pancake. Is a pancake. It's delicious. You can season it with, you know, vanilla if you want a breakfast pancake. Season it with like chives and garlic if you want a, a lunch or a dinner pancake. But you can cook it that way, and that way you're not wasting flour and water um and it tastes a little bit different because it is slightly sour because it's sourdough uh starter that you're using but it's essentially sourdough bread that you're that you're making in a jar um and then from there when you're ready to use when ready when you're ready to cook you use half of the starter and then you feed the rest of it and put it back in the fridge or on the counter and let it start growing again um i've read a ton of stuff about how you can store this stuff seems like the fridge is the easiest you can also throw it in the freezer i guess if you wanted to do that and bring it back to life over the course of a couple days when you need it but that's how you make a super simple sourdough starter. I think the the key is the different types of flowers, or yeah, not flowers like the thing that grows out of the ground, but flour as in the processed wheat that you would use to do it. And you also need to make sure there's airflow. Uh, don't use an airtight uh, ball container. Don't use an airtight mason jar. Don't use an airtight Tupperware container. Airflow is your friend. So the biggest reason I haven't gotten into this is because... I feel like there's a lot of waste. I feel like you have a lot you got to throw away and you got to, and now like you have this starter, you got to keep feeding it, right? Like every day, every week, every, every week. Um, that's why I recommend, that's why I looked up what you do with the starter, uh, that you throw away. Cause I, like you over at first was a little bothered by, I have all this stuff that I'm just throwing away. And somebody mentioned just pour it in a, pour it in a hot pan and just cook it like a pancake. And just eat it. Yeah. And I I've had sourdough pancakes before and they are good. I've tell you this. I had I've I've had one I had one every day while I was doing the process. And now I've had one, you know, it's turned into once a week. And I look forward to that sourdough pancake. It's delicious. Nice. And the bread comes out good. The bread better as good as buying a sourdough loaf from the store or better. What? I would say that you know, think of a national chain bakery, so Panera or Aubon Pan, I guess those are kind of those are national bakeries, right? Or bakery mm-hmm. chains. Um, better than my sourdough bread came out better than Panera. Um, nice. You know, was it the best sourdough in the world? No, but you know, I'm getting better. Uh, I've made two loaves so far, and second one came out better than the first one. First one was still ate the shit out of the first one, ate the shit out of the second one. Guess what? When I make the third one, bet you I'm gonna eat the hell out of that one too. So that it's not bad bread. It's just not. I personally like super sour sourdough bread, so I'm trying to figure out how to do that too and get a little funkier. Yeah, I'll I'll revert back, but it's something about having drier yeast and also leaving it out before you brown it. I I'm working on this, so <laughs> pour some sour beer into it and then just see what happens. Ooh, there you go. I did actually look up if I could use sourdough starter to like put it in a beer for like yeast. Nobody's done it. So <laughs> sure there's a reason why bread and beer have been around for like 9,000 years. You'd think somebody would try that by now. I, but, I will report I mean, back. I guess the beauty is you can grow it and then split it, right? You can just add more to it and then make, so you could try to do a different couple of different things. Yeah. Right? And as long as you keep at least a little bit of your starter, you can make as much bread as you want. I mean, you can regrow all the bread yeast in a, in a day as long as you maintain a little bit of that starter i was reading some articles out there where there are people in ireland that have thousand year old sourdough starters there are people in alaska that have sourdough starters that that their family emigrated to the country with like wild stuff so this stuff will last forever if you take care of it and there's you know i've been reading some articles about you don't really have to take care of it either if you really just dump it once you have like the wet sourdough starter if you just dump a whole bunch of dry flour on top of it you can let it sit for weeks without thinking about it so so it's easier i guess easier than i first thought so maybe it's worth worth trying yeah i think the key is air you got to make sure you don't put it in an airtight container unless you're putting it like in the fridge put the airtight container on it because it you know you're not trying to grow yeast you're kind of just trying to get it to be dormant but if you're trying to grow it on your counter airflow is your friend so with that that's my handle very good i like that uh i don't know what to put in the show notes maybe you'll find a link of one of your most inspirational articles we'll put a link of how to make sourdough starter by the person one of the people that i copied into the show notes I, i i've watched a chris amount of youtube videos on how to make sourdough starter before i did it (laughs) nice um okay i got a follow-up to that handle then that i want to i'm going to take this frosty mug over and um i was in california a couple weeks ago with uh my friends Seth and Lindsay, and for chinese new year we made dumplings and 
I had never made dumplings before, and it is a lot of work, but it was the best dumpling I've ever eaten. It was like, I got to do this. So then I got home back to Montana, um, made them myself, and they were amazing. I followed a couple different recipes. The one I found the most useful, I'll put a link in the show notes too, but basically it's just uh, raw ground pork sausage, or like just ground pork with like 80, you know, 20% fat shredded cabbage and some onion and ginger you buy the wrappers pre-made there's you can roll them out yourself but if you're just starting it buy, find the wrappers in the freezer section it's not that hard to fill them and make them i never really made pierogies or ravioli or anything like that but it was a lot of fun to make i made more than i needed and they froze really well and i re i cooked the frozen batch from there you just put it in a pan get it get it crispy on the bottom, and then you put some water in, close the lid, let it steam. And it was like the best homemade Chinese food I've ever had. It was so good. I was like, I can't wait to do this again. Uh, I had to go to a Asian market to find the wrappers. But if you live somewhere a little bit more multicultural than Montana, you might be able to find them in your local store. I don't know. Really a lot of fun, amazing food. And uh, I recommend you try it or at least watch the YouTube video next shower in uh, <laughs> the link I'll put in the show notes with the recipe. The, the video was good. You know, I don't know. It depends if you're a, a video person or a recipe reader, but I'll, I'll put, put both in the show notes for you. Sounds good. Um, have either of you made dumplings or like other stuffed type foods before? No. I've made raviolis once. Yeah, I wasn't going to. I was. I wasn't going to make it a handle, but then when you were talking about the sourdough, I was like, you know, this was sounds a lot like what I did, which is it's a lot of work, but the end result, it's really worth it. You know, if, if you're looking to have a fun food project on a weekend or something like that, this is a good, a good one to try out. But all right, that leaves Chris with, with this third handle on this frosty mug. What do you got? All right. It's everybody's favorite part of the episode where I say something that's really only special specifically for one specific type of person and that's not most of the people that listen so <laughs> that's just you <laughs> it, just just me and anybody else who does twitch streams so okay um i recently purchased a new uh piece of hardware for my twitch stream that i'm i've been playing around with a lot and it's a lot of fun um and it is an hdmi multi-viewer so i don't know if you guys have ever seen this before but essentially what you can do is you can put multiple HDMI inputs into this into one input um, to display up to four screens at once. So um, on your stream. Okay. On my stream. Yes. Because I've seen on your stream, you'd be playing two Pokemon games at the same time. Right. And I didn't think about the magic of what it takes to make that happen. So actually, unless you've seen it more recently, like within the last couple of weeks, that's what this has been. So um mm -hmm. Because in order to stream, you need a capture card. They're expensive. They take up an HDMI port. Um, it's the whole thing. So if it, th this multi-viewer allows you to uh, y utilize one singular capture card and hook up to four devices to it. Um, it's pretty cool. Uh, I got the idea off of, obviously, a YouTube video. Uh, <laughs> so I could hook up to four switches or two switches and two PS5s if I wanted to, um, to the same capture card and display them on my stream. Um, you, I mean, that being said, if you wanted to, you could use it to uh, hook. Tud, I know you were you were talking earlier about not having enough screens. You could put TV on one and put the switch on another, and like do a picture in picture kind of thing. So um, that's pretty cool. So it, yeah. it it's pretty neat. Again, it's a, it's one of those niche things that you 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 may or may not ever need. Um, but uh, I listen. It was. I think the one I bought was like 80 bucks. Not not too terribly expensive. It works pretty well. I guess... Yeah, you, now your kids will never fight over the TV again. That's right. Be like, you get this screen, you get this screen, and I get this screen. So, <laughs> uh, I get these bottom two screens. Um, so it's pretty cool. I mean, I wish there were a few customizable options um, with it. Um, but th with the software that you use to stream, you can always you know doctor it up the way you want it to. But we'll put a well, I'll drop a link in the show notes for, you know, like I said, if you are the one other Twitch streamer out there that listens to the podcast that wants to add a second screen to your to your stream, you could go ahead and check it out. And uh, yeah, it, I thought, it, it, listen, it, it's pretty cool. I enjoy it. I like playing around with it. 
So uh, check it out. Get yourself an HDMI multi-viewer. With that, we'd like to th- thank you all for listening. Uh, first, we'd like to thank the breweries who provided today's beers. I will thank Barreled Souls and, of course, Southern Grist for their Tame the Wild Cosmos. I would like to thank Magnify Brewing for their If You Give a, a Moose a Banana Nut Muffin Stout. And I would like to thank dear old friend of the podcast, Burial, for their Fall of the Rebel Angels, colon, too short of a beer name for Burial. Please make sure you head over to social media and follow us everywhere at DAWF Podcast. Also make sure you hashtag follow the email at DAWFpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, head over to Patreon. Uh, that's important to join, especially for this episode, so you can go vote uh, for Mr. Oscar 2023 uh, nominations over the next two weeks. So go do that right now as you hear my voice. If you say, hey, that's not really my speed, that's fine. Head over to Discord and join us over there for the discourse. And you can uh, also get a vote over there. So patrons, if you're hearing the sound of my voice, you can get two votes. You can vote on Patreon. You can also vote on Discord. Discorders, if you ever thought about wanting to to be a patron, this is the month to do it. Subscribe for one month and leave. Doesn't offend us. That's fine. Um, And finally, let's just say, you know, I'm not hip with the... With the hop, and I don't like technology, and I don't want to be a patron, and you know, I really just like listening to your your free episodes on your favorite podcasting app. Well, then head over to your favorite podcasting app and leave us a five star rating or or a review or and a review, and make sure you tell your friends and your family about this podcast because word of mouth is also a great way to spread this podcast. And with that, over that horrible outro, my name's. You got there though. You got there. That was that. I listen. I'm usually quick. (laughs) <laughs> that was that was rough. My name's Chris. And I'm Obert. And remember, if you're drinking alone, do it with friends. Whew. Yeah, are you ready for bed after that uh, 14% ABV beer? I think, like, I feel like I just got punched in the face. Or maybe you will be a <laughs> slice of cheesecake to wash it down. I don't know. You can tell you can tell over the past five weeks I have not woken up before 8 a.m. <laughs> yeah, you're feeling it now. Oh. I have... Plenty of the sour left to drink, so it's gonna be a late night for me. Oh boy! Well, it's still only like nine o'clock. It's a whole two hours ago. I was, I was peppy two hours ago. Now you're fading fast.